Ugh, I went out of town for a little while, but I made the mistake of using this app called Bear B&B. We're so happy you're staying with us. Just a reminder, we ask that you not use the DVD player, but you can watch any of the VHSs. We have Clear and Present Danger, Son of the Mask. Oh, and here's most of a puzzle. Okay, well, I don't want any of that stuff. Now, we serve breakfast from 6 a.m. to 7 a.m. I'll skip breakfast. Uh, everyone eats breakfast. I'm on vacation. All the more reason to treat yourself. The house specialty is a half-chewed trout we yanked out of the river with our teeth. That is the best stuff. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. Please enjoy your stay at Hotel Niche. I will be your concierge for the day. Your host, Nick Muniz, here for another edition of Nick's Nonfiction. We've got the one and only Airbnb story from Leah Gallagher. She's detailing this unlikely story of how three ordinary guys disrupted an industry, made billions, and created controversy. Cross his arms and stands in b-boy stance. Brian Chesky is the idea man. He launched the home sharing platform a year after his 2007 visit to Silicon Valley, the smartest city in the U.S., was fully booked on hotels for this entrepreneurial conference. Chesky got the idea to rent out his air mattress in the market district. Nine months later in the womb, you've got Airbnb. Little did he know within five years, it would be worth $30 billion. JP Morgan CEOs are holding stock. That's a good canary in a coal mine. Leah explores how what is Leah? There is no A at the end. Lee is a name with four silent letters. 60% unnecessary here, Lee. She's already pissing me off. It's a nighttime episode here. Leah was an employee. She takes us from the humble beginnings up to the current. We don't want to spoil anything. These guys are meeting with Zuckerberg, the top execs. Read the bio for the show. This stuff gets hairy. We're talking about government handlers for top level these guys wouldn't give up they wouldn't take no for an answer he based this program off of uber he ripped other people off it's extended public ownership you guys own the apartments we make all the money it's the new community toolbox mentality socialized costs privatized benefits they are riding the wave of tech censorship and now giving people some permanent bans for insufficient cleaning out there. Airbnb is using the cover of COVID to, uh, for some business malpractice, business and ethics. That's usually a course they make you take. Chesky's got all the degrees out here. These guys have done it. They disrupted a $500 billion hotel industry, surpassed Hilton. They're close to Marriott now. We're going to be telling stories about motel hotel holiday in parties singing hotel california mirrors on the ceiling pink champagne on ice and she said we're all just prisoners here birth control device and the master's chambers they gathered for the feast they stab with their knives but they just can't kill airbnb worth of the punchline about the author leah gallagher not much about her online brief one. You can find most of her information on everipedia.com. It was more of a uh, brag sheet than a bio, just a list of achievements. She is the assistant manager and editor for Fortune since 2007. Fortune are the guys that do 40 under 40, who were the new CEOs coming, blown up businesses. If you get that recommendation, it puts you in the public eye. She also writes the best companies to work for, another one of Fortune's biggest articles of the year. 
go friend her on LinkedIn. That's another one of her things I found. She'll probably try to shove some books down your throat, but you get enough of that here. She's an experienced business news commentator. She's appeared on a variety of television programs, a guest on Marketplace and on NPR. Hmm. Thank you for joining us, Miss Lee. Now, is that a L-E? Can we spell that? Oh, no, L-E-I-G-H. Well, before joining Fortune, she was an editor at Smart Money Magazine and a reporter for Forbes. That's how you go to sleep. What, I'm going to put a metronome over? We're going to put Counting Sheep on the YouTube page? She's also a co-chair for the Most Powerful Women, the State Department of Global Women's Mentoring Partnership. Gallagher, she graduated from Cornell with a degree in English. What else do you need to know? There's eight chapters. You're going to get to learn the Airbnb story couple chuckles if all goes well no coffee because it's 8 p.m gonna suck this thc pen get a silly episode i mean what do you do when you go to hotels you act like your worst behaved worst chapter one the hustle you start out with two unemployed college graduate students their names are uh, brian chesky and joe jebbia They're living in a three-bedroom apartment in San Francisco. These guys are living the story of Bill Bowerman, the Nike founder. He was living in group housing, and one day he poured his liquid urethane into a waffle iron, and he made the sole for his shoes that he needed. Voila. Guy's a billionaire. These guys think that's what they're up to. In the market district, Brian Chesky, Joe Jebbia, graduated 2004 from the Rhode Island School of Design. RISD. The biggest alumni designer is Conair, the hairdryer company. So at the end of senior year, the students all pitch their ideas to the CEOs in order to graduate. It's probably more efficient and real world knowledge than you're getting in history of the Malai Massacre. That was a class I took. They were a couple of uh, club sports bros. One played hockey, one played basketball. Chesky earned a Con Air internship, and he just unloaded his bad ideas to them for an entire summer. Leah got quotes from them for the book. He pitched to them during the summer, a shirt made of soap. And they laughed him out of the office that day. Chesky, he's a Coke business guy. Come to my weapons emporium. Filled every day. I'm going to hire a green beret to sell every single item. You think this is an ordinary toilet brush? Not until you're choking on it. It is a deadly item. Welcome to Munez's Maulers. Coke business. This guy was making soap shirts. Guess they didn't have a washing machine in the three-bedroom apartment. Chesky, popular kid in school. He danced Billie Jean, Michael Jackson during graduation. The kid is not my son. Your shirt could use more soap. We already did the Hotel California singing bit. (laughs) It's timeless. His parents were social workers. They were always like, uh, we see the people who think that they're trying to start a business here on the dole. And this kid actually has an idea. He has a degree. They're all hippy-dippy parents telling them to do your thing out in Silicon Valley. Jebbia, he was a year younger. He graduates and moved out to San Fran. Their bro-ship goes on good for a couple months. They're crap shooting business ideas jebbia comes up with crit bun which the author didn't go into i mean these are entrepreneurial minds these are their early ideas crit bun is this like a hamburger bun made of crickets 
that's what Jeff Bezos is trying to get us to eat. He starts staying on the couch in San Francisco three nights a week and then goes down to L.A. and gets in the designer scene. Is there? There's designer drugs in L.A. This guy's doing crocodile at the bottom of the L.A. River. Didn't get any success down there, so Chesky was always like, dude, just move up here. You could pay me rent. This is like a business we're doing right now while we do Jankum on the couch. We could just be selling people our couch. (laughs) Chesky said he could finally see the road in front of him. The horizon was once in his grasp. Control of his life. He's like, I can see we're going to make an upscale couchsurfing.com Craigslist. It's going to be... Nothing more protected, just a classy veneer. The two of them start drawing mock-ups for the website, both pretty pissed at RISD for teaching them how to design but not build a website. (laughs) For one of the design conferences coming up, they're thinking back at um, Rhode Island, tiny state, not a lot of places to stay, they decide to list their Airbnb little website, and they call it Air Bed and Breakfast. They get a couple 20-year-olds that were going to the conference at RISD from ASU. College kids that didn't give a fuck and were staying on other kids' couches. They're the party pilgrims, but it worked. Called Air Bed and Breakfast was that first soft launch, and they're happy. They didn't get taught how to program a website, but now at least they're stealing some funds from the hospitality program back at school. So they start going to some angel investors at this point, like shot-in-the-dark guys, sketchy loan sharks. There's a guy behind them polishing a knife, telling them they'll break their kneecaps if the business doesn't go well. It's like um, not a good enough project yet to bring to the biggest scale, but these guys are living out of a shoebox. So Air Bed and Breakfast Light was the next adaptation. They were thinking of adding a free option that links up with homeowners, how are you going to charge your little service fee then? You know, you could always, why do we still use Airbnb? You could always go on credit. You go on the Facebook marketplace, meet somebody at a pub in Europe, and then, yeah, get your uh, balls mutilated like the movie Hostel <laughs> by some uh, human centipede guy. I mean, uh, one of the later chapters is about there's not as much. 98% of the stays go perfectly. Steve Ranieri was the third roommate that came along, but he's not really relevant, even though he made it on the cover of the book. Ranieri, more importantly, was a connect at Justin TV he was working for. Justin TV, what is that? This is some boomer technology. Well, for all everybody who's flossing out there, dancing right now, that's twitch.com. And I should be twitching my ass off. Those people are making more money than YouTubers. I like reading. I don't want to rot my brain playing video games. I'm probably going to wind up doing, like, jackass studs. (laughs) These guys, he introduced them to Seibel, the president, in the early days of Twitch. Seibel wrote them checks for 20K and was like, come back to this uh, hospitality conference next year. Just keep on trying to launch at different events. So Chesky Jebia, 2008 now, the DNC was being held in Denver. They go to Cybulls and he's like, do not make yourself noticeable here. You're not ready. You're going to make yourself a laughing stock. Cybul, he's meeting with big investors trying to create buzz for the next year. And Chesky, this kid's hungry. He's like, you know what? Let it rip. Send it. We're going. Denver, DNC. And they pulled it off. They got, um, I think they took a loss, they said. But now they have 40K sitting in their bank account. 
living on top of each other in a studio. Last part of chapter one that was called Keep Launching. They just keep doing this. But at that Denver one, there was a couple residents who wrote into Westworld, one of the popular local magazines out here. Denver Post also picked up the story and they were writing, this new little startup is shaking the nation. You know, Politico, New York Times picked it up. Had some national attention. So sometimes it does go well to go against Seibel. This guy who poached Justin TV turned it into Twitch. <laughs> there are sharks out there. You can't always listen. April 2009, Greg McAdoo from Sequoia. We'll talk about Sequoia later because they're in some deep water with this Wall Street fiasco. Sequoia investors dropped half a million on them in 2009. Notable bank valuing the company at $4.5 billion. These kids are out of the gutters. They took $60,000 salaries each. That's like, you know, the monetary line of happiness if you don't have a family. Nothing above that. If you can't make yourself happy with that much expendable income, you're done. And we're going to hear personal quotes from Chesky. Insatiable. Chapter 2. Building a Company. By August of 2009, that $1,000 a week in revenue had become 10000 that's just revenue. The volume they were making was above $100,000 every single week. Another obstacle coming up was positioning yourself in the long term. There's going to be people trying to rip you off. They need employees. They need to set up a culture. So they're hiring their first engineer, which is like, you know, deciding the DNA. you got to mix up your cocktail with everybody. The engineers, they know everybody else in the community, people who speak literally the same coding language as them. McAdoo and the Sequoia investors became a close advisor to them. Jebia was kind of the second chair, but now he took the reins with Sequoia and they matched him up with Zappos, which at the time was that shoe company. So we went for a tour at their headquarters in Las Vegas. Tony Heich told them that they could be at this level next year. You know, you could be like us, bro, but Chesky... He has a bigger vision than Jebia. He's That guy wants to settle, live in the desert of Nevada. Chesky is like, no, we're going to be Starbucks, Apple, Nike. He starts looking up their mission statements. He's like, we have to hire along our core values. Actually stand for our mission statement. And uh, so he said, we want hardworking Olympic animals coming together to build a family spirit with a passion for Airbnb. <laughs> the usual mumbo-jumbo value thy founder's company over your life and time and family. <laughs> it's like choosing the uh, fuel you'll give your white blood cells or the prayers you'll hypnotize the masses with. This was when Leah Gallagher got on board, our author, Lee. <laughs> Re Gallagher. There's another H assassin in her last name. I didn't see that. Hidden H. That's an undocumented worker. She said the uh, early days on the floor, you could cut the tension with a knife. Creative writing, very descriptive, informative. Uh, there was like a year-long deadline. You know, they always had their backs to the wall. Leah, she started contracting $300 listings in L.A. So she finally got her ass off of her swivel chair, boots on the floor. She met up with some girlfriends in the real estate industry in L.A. And so they get into the culture of impressions of Airbnb surfing. They're trying to make it a scene. It's not, this is still breeding the workers type. They're not in the zeitgeist yet. 
Chesky said to start, you got to live your motto. I was watching this thing on YouTube recently. Like, you do have to go into L.A. and find the most cultural get boots on the ground, you know? Sift through the places yourself, not some AI algorithm. Is this a bicycle? Can't even tell where the crosswalk is, and it's going to show you the best real estate listing. People who are into real estate know the ins and outs of the show today. Like, half the shit is bots, all the scams that are on Craigslist. So I guess that's something with Airbnb. You get in security. I was watching on YouTube, there's this urban exploration. I think it was the proper people. I got like 2 million subscribers. This is a certified mixed nonfiction recommendation. This will fill happy hours of your life. They went to abandoned Turkish mini castles. Who wouldn't want to live in their own castle, a mansion? It's creepy. They fly a drone over it. There are 500 of these identical. There's a mall in the middle, all just dust bowl knowing they're rotting and there's no uniqueness there's no human flavor it's just copy paste (laughs) they have like 3d printed houses now so much 21st century charm today airbnb is in 191 countries they have 3 million active listings they spent 300 millions in operations compared to uber which spent 1.2 billion you know uber's got a certify every driver's eyesight and all that now lyft just lets rapists drive you around but think about airbnb 300 million they don't have to do shit it's like people that don't have the balls to just sift through their clients themselves and so they let airbnb do i know time is money everybody has a choice it's a later chapter about who the fuck is letting people stay in their home home it's not even like their second property So once they had their team assembled, they applied Steve Jobs' three-click rule. And this is how you got to beat out Verbo, Away.com, all these other ones. Like, Craigslist is not a pretty website. You got to make it intuitive, user-friendly. You got to be three clicks away from your purchase at all times. It's pretty creepy. It's like the future of the internet. You scroll on Instagram now. I quit Instagram when they stopped chronological order. They're just shoving different types of things in your face, trying to get you addicted. I want to see the butt pics. Every chick 9 p.m. is throwing up their thirst trap. You know when you go out now, it's all just... Every post is trying to get you to buy fucking fit tea. We're all Steve Jobs three clicks away is the future of the internet. (laughs) They talked about uh, Huawei phones. Not really relevant. Cheskia and Jebia in this growing phase, they said they got the least sleep in their life. 2007 to 2009. They said uh, they spent weeks on end trying to design the perfect web page. Wimdu was the upcoming website in China that completely ripped off their idea. So you're always going to have to fight that out. How is TikTok alive but not Gab and Parler? Like, I got some YouTube subscribers from those websites. Am I a Nazi? I was just trying to repost my, if you don't like the platform, build your own. Well, China's going to rip it off either way and get paid for it. Stay off TikTok, kids. In 2010, they got a big piece written about them by EJ Publishing. And these guys are uh, basically on the launch pad. They got a successful formula. It's going to take us to Chapter 3, Airbnb Nation. Jumps in air, freeze frame, smiling. With minimal experience to have made it this far, it's a godsend that these guys are in living in a box on the corner, you know, San Francisco, Poopville. 
the miracles don't stop there. During the summer of 2016, fast-forwarding it a bit, the company's hitting new nightly peaks. 1.8 million people a night were staying in an Airbnb location. That's immense amounts of power, even. Penetration was still considered low, though. One million people knowing about your product isn't enough in a country of 330 million, and they're global now. They gotta get over the ew factor. Like, Airbnb still is kind of pushing this forward. You're staying in someone else's property. You know, I've dated girls that are too classy for this shit. (laughs) Oh, we're going to Aspen this weekend. We'll stay at my parents' mansion on the mountain. You could spend $20 to crash on an air mattress in someone's kitchen or $10,000 at a night in fucking puta mita. There's a story about Gwyneth Paltrow. She made a big uh, media shout-out in January 2016, so this got a lot of rich people and then richer people to list their own properties. They're running focus groups on uh, people while they're browsing their website, you know, what is getting them excited, and it's this pseudo-lottery. It's like when people shop for a house, oh, I could see myself drinking a cup of coffee looking out this window. When you go on Airbnb, I could see myself having a vacation there. There was this cabin in Aptos, California that got unnecessarily popular it was known as the mushroom dome and you know novelty that's what a lot of people are looking for on these trips and it had like it was booked every night of the year (laughs) this is what people are looking for at airbnbs a bunch of hippies looking to crush up drugs in the middle of the wilderness that's the point airbnb nation you could be someone traveling for work it's got a lot of range but they don't have the exposure yet there's like tree houses on there now stay in some hippies composting cathedral that's not even a good idea it smells like shit it's not worth it at what point we're an anti-recycling show chesky and jebbia start advertising themselves as an (laughs) anti-commodity we're millennial we're we're cool with the younger kids we're an anti-product they're going guerrilla marketing they're saying the free spirit idea we're selling you a product that you're buying an experience you know or just It's true, like, traveling is the best dollar you'll ever spend. Uh, Gold is a pretty hard resource you could bury and (laughs) have at a later time. The same thing with uh, go everywhere. This is the entire economy. Home batch, artisanal, vagina yeast. They advertised to the property owners that the most successful Airbnbs have kitschy, geographic-specific items. You guys get the point of this chapter. Everybody's using Airbnb. Lee told a personal story. She was a Four Seasons loyalist. 2016, she did her first Airbnb attempt. Was in Washington, D.C. Stayed in an old carriage house. She was absolutely smitten. She wound up booking the same cottage for her next visit. Same year later. This is how people travel. You gotta get people hooked on your brand. It's a tough one to get in there. She said in 2013, they did a whole rebranding campaign. Belong anywhere. Travel. Live, laugh, love. You know, you got to poach a whale. You got to be frilly. (laughs) Let's get crude business talk here. It's the shark tank. Yeah, take a bite off the carcass. You got to get the rich girl who's got the unlimited checking account to travel the world on her Instagram account where she's just wearing a thong. You just the guys who are willing to shell out 20 bucks and then after the first night 
the host is like, you're a great person just trying to see the world. You could stay with me for a couple nights. You know, Airbnb can't be having that. They got to lock you in with the security deposits beforehand. The world of contracts, Mick World. They discovered in uh, 2016 this uh, era of refining cultures that super users are the most valuable. Yeah, that's business forever. Got to get the big customers. July 2014, they considered their official launch date even though it was called Never Stop Launching before. We're in this one. Chapter 4, The Bad and the Ugly. This is the party chapter. How do you think it's going to go when you're smushing this many strangers together? Stuff is bound to go wrong. It's an ideal promise. Come to a random city, stay in a stranger's house. This is how I live. It's just fun to mock. There were early adapters, obviously, people who are around before the thing was thriving. And uh, they considered these the thieves of Airbnb. I don't know why she considered implementing this. So if you're an Airbnb loyalist, you'd be like, all right, fuck you, buddy. <coughs> you ever hear that bit, Dane Cook? Why do people shit on him? I watched his Madison Square Garden thing recently. A lot of act-outs, so this might not go over well. He had a bit. He goes, you know, I love... Good B&E. It gets my blood pressure raised. I get excited. I start sweating. It's Friday night, 2 a.m. Me and my boys, we just left the party. We're feeling rowdy. Turn around to them. I say, hey, guys, you ready for a little B&E? My buddy, he goes, I'm not. I'm scared of that, man. I don't have a ski mask. What are we going to break into? What's the point? He starts pacing around the stage. He's sweating. What are you talking about, a B&E? We're having bacon and eggs. Let's go to the diner. Raises my cholesterol. Gets the heart pumping. Airbnb. <laughs> Catch it on Dane Cook. Remember that one he talks about you're drowning at the bottom of the pool diving for the toys and you come up and your sister's on the raft and you're choking. Heavy act outs. It's not going to work over a podcast. 2012, Airbnb is getting quite familiar with the police. They started busting a handful of locations functioning as brothels, airbed and brothel. In 2014, there was a Chelsea apartment owner who stopped by to, you know, meet the tenants for the night. Some people do it. It's weird. Every situation is unique with Airbnb. Guy shows up at Chelsea, and they're having an all-out orgy. And this was his real home dwelling. Someone's getting a rusty trombone on his baby's crib. Nobody's on their best behavior at a hotel. I put my gooch on the handles, not because I want to see other people suffer. It warms it up. Nobody likes cold fingers. In 2015, San Francisco, Sage Hill was the neighborhood that turned into a week-long party den. They had drug-induced orgies. There was glass everywhere, garbage. The people came back to chicken bones on the ground, cigarette butts. Now that's a fucking party. You've woken up at some of these motel parties, chewed gum on the ground, feces on the upper tank of the toilet. (laughs) You know, there's an upper decker. You poop in the top, a lower decker you've heard of. What about the porcelain panini? I like to line the seat with my turd and slowly smash it, add some heat. You get the picture. Chesky is saying there are some ungodly things people are seeing at their own houses. (laughs) And he's going, our product, we're selling real life to people. In July of 2016, the PGA Tour Came around to Baltus Rawl, New Jersey. That's right. What is that? Union County's right around where I grew up. The 
Laughlins. Hmm, probably living in Chatham. They were summering down the shore. They figured renting their house to some professional golf aficionados couldn't hurt. So they listed it at $2,000 a night. Flooded with teens looking to have their graduation parties, just bad timing. They vetted all the customers. There was this lady who sealed the deal for three nights. And she was saying, I might invite some golfer overs on Saturday to do a little expose on them. Hmm, she's going to expose her bosom. Golf sluts wasn't the thing when I played. Now the cart girls are just the neighbors. They called on the night of the shindig and they were going, <laughs> these people don't look like golfers. They're moving furniture into your house. This is quite the soiree they're having on Saturday. So they start driving up from the shore house, pissed. They pull into their neighborhood. The streets are lined with cars. What does Jersey do, baby? Project exercised suburban house party is going down at their own house it was (laughs) a couple of hip-hop party promoters and they had a kickback going it was called in two number two deep and then they uh, rented cabanas that was all the furniture coming in charged kids for the vip think about it the overhead that they did was two grand to rent it for a night charge for alcohol there were event bright tickets imagine going on event bright you're staying down the shore and you see tickets for your own house in too deep at the laughlin's this chick she was like i'm giving you 24 hours airbnb before i sue you into dante's inferno airbnb set her up with some reimbursement program offered her stay away credits <laughs> and she took them they said wild story man house parties that shit turns into a demolition derby at some point in the night. If there's not a fight, what, what's going on? You know people soiled her bed. <laughs> oh my god, man. Everybody's been there. I apologize for nothing. We are in too deep. 2011, they were uh, perfecting the ability to now return cash to customers they were using PayPal and Verbo. They lost a ton of customers just with the inability to do it in a quick enough time. But it's easy for Airbnb to be conscience-free. You know, you're signing up your own house. Oh, they had a party there? Well, you signed the waiver. They got nothing on them. Dude, I watched. I'm about to creep myself out here. There's something on HBO. It's called Room 411. It's like an anthology, Twilight Zone. The first episode that's... It changes every episode, and it's always in the same shitty hotel room. First episode, there's a babysitter watching this lonely little boy. He always plays with himself. He goes into the bathroom periodically throughout the night. Every time he comes out of the bathroom, he acts a little bit different. He comes out one time, and they're twins in, like, the fourth episode. I only watched four because it creeped me the fuck out. These guys... They were having a dinner. They set up. They start wearing ice diapers. I'm like, where is this going? They start cutting off their cock and balls and grilling it. I'm like, this is enough of this show for me. I don't need this in my psyche. Imagine someone cooking their penis on your own George Foreman. I mean, sorry to scare you out of this. But if this final story for the chapter doesn't do it. In 2015, the Stone family vacationed to Austin, Texas. Renting a mansion out in the Westlake Hills. The family was smoking meat playing cornhole what else do you do in texas there in the backyard the dad needed to sit down and he popped a squat on an old rope swing in the yard the 
branch holding the swing fell off, conked him on the head, pops is out like a light. It was a freak accident, but obviously preventable. And I'm going to sound like a lawyer here, but preventable is not a great word because that insinuates liability. And nothing, like I said before, Airbnb, they make you sign a waiver. So this was traced back to the Stone family, the owners of the house. They're like, you should have checked your trees before these people come. So if someone commits Sudoku, Sapuku, the Japanese thing where you stab yourself with a sword inside your house, you are liable. Airbnb, they're lawyering up like crazy throughout this bad and ugly phase. If something goes wrong twice, it's likely to become a pattern. You know, in the early days of infrastructure, they're dealing with uh, more problems than the SATs. Chapter 5, Swamp B&B. So they're out of the public debate. There's a couple more palms you gotta grease. In this period of the company, the motto became early to bed, early to rise, work like hell, and organize. I'm a goofy goober, yeah, you're goofy. This is after they sing fucking kumbaya in the morning and hold hands. Chesky, he got tied up in the New York legal system. He got straight up schooled. These scumbag New York lawmakers, they were seeing the potential in the startup. And what do lobbyists do? They get lobbied. You got to pay these people to pay off lawmakers. They threaten to notify Chicago, Philly, Denver, London, Paris, and Shanghai's municipalities for a property limited time course law. You can't have someone live on your own property and rent it out for a certain amount of time if you're not a certified in. So they're saying, we're going to make every single one of your properties have to certify individually like a hotel unless you pay us millions and millions of dollars. You see this every, <laughs> I don't know how people that love overreach listen to free market ideas. Like this is a show about entrepreneurs. Obviously you're going to have to pay off Big Brother at a certain amount of time. Like I'm talking from my own point of view. It's Nick's nonfiction I get in a motorcycle accident. Hey, I can't work for a couple months. You think uh, disabilities could help me? I got hit and run here. It's not my fault. Ah, go fuck yourself for a couple months. And then when I create a business one day, hopefully I'm making money. Hey, can we get some of that small business tax? It's always when things are going well. Great example, right? San Francisco, Berlin, Barcelona dug their heels in. Also out here in Colorado, you got the fucking weed mafia. The federal government still doesn't certify it as a legitimate business, so they are not allowed to put their money in banks. Uh, they're all storing money in mattresses. I should go start a mattress store. You guys want to know how big my spank bank is? How big is it? My spank bank is so big, the government gave it a financial bailout. A lot of girls tell me I'm too big to fail. That one used to work when you had an audience. Gotta love the world. Gotta love these politicians. <laughs> Chesky got hit with a temporary housing law, big fines, a multiple dwelling law. There's this one in Virginia, if you have like more than six girls living in a house, it's considered a brothel. These are legitimately laws from the puritanical age of this country. We still abide to dumbass, don't smoke this plant, but you're allowed to have high fructose corn syrup injected into your fucking eyeballs. The guys partnered up with Liz Kruger, which was a Democratic state senator. She's known for operating illegal hotels. So they're learning to play the game, getting dirty back. 
they networked through Liz all these unlisted real estate cons in the government. You're saying, there can't be that many government or civil servants. Donald Trump. <laughs> this guy's a fucking real estate mogul crime boss. It, it goes hand in hand. <laughs> government zoning laws getting the jump redlining. You have such an upper hand. Bill Gates, he now owns most of the farmland in the U.S., and he's, like, crying out here on Instagram Live. I don't like conspiracy theorists making fun of me. How about you stop buying up everybody's rural land and tell us why you want to block out the sun, Bill? What the fuck? I mean, <laughs> it's a real estate game out here, and it helps when you are being subsidized <laughs> to fund Microsoft. Airbnb got several hundred hosts to uh, write to Cuomo in 2010 saying... We can list these properties for dirt poor and create a slum. So they are using the free market to go toe-to-toe -to -toe with that municipal power. If, like redlining is when they push low-income people into a tiny section and then you gentrify it. And then it's white flight. So, you know, whatever white people do, you're either gentrifying or you're running away from it. Yes, these people are being corralled, divide and conquer. They said to Cuomo... We are a bunch of individuals working together. We are going to make this neighborhood a shithole unless you let us keep more of the money than we're making. Got to fight back at a certain point. I just mentioned Jersey, all the gyms during the virus. We got to hit the gym, baby. You ain't getting swole. I'm at a crunch fitness right now. Piece of shit. The sauna is amazing. You got to stand up at a certain point. Not in the sauna or you'll pass out onto the coals. It's pretty cool. Airbnb is getting their little minions to stand up for them. <laughs> I mean, it's in monetarily incentivized. It's the same tactic if you're watching right now over in California. They banned supermarkets for having their own delivery program. So now, again, it's like the public ownership thing. You have DoorDash gig economy workers using their own car, having to j drive the groceries, get a zero tip. Everything's priced out to the penny. Commercialization of America, Swamp B&B. To this day, property owners get hit with $50,000 fines. Multiple property ownership bullshit, and Airbnb just shells it out. It's only like Chinese real estate investors who are allowed to own dozens of multiple property ownership complexes. <laughs> Bill Gates, why doesn't he get hit with a multiple property sunblock ownership in 2015? de Blasio pledged $10 million to cracking down on short-term rental violators. The cycle continues. It was only five years later. We need like an Attenborough soundboard effect. The natural cycle of extortion continues from one generation of taxpayer to the next. Another evening on the Serengeti. Chesky, he paraphrased, saying, My hair started to turn gray after the first legal battle with New York State. After the second set of suits, I realized playing the game would be worth keeping my sanity. Playing the game would be worth keeping my sanity. This guy has no conviction. He has no constitution. He's a pussy. He folded. <laughs> it's like the censorship thing now. Are you going to self-censor? He's saying, if you want to fucking be a billionaire, you got to play the game. Corporations, look into this, people. After the Civil War... The United States of America became, in all capitals, United States. No the, no of America, all capitals, United States. And why does this matter? You're sounding like a wackadoo. 
in order to be a corporation, you have to Supreme Court, the people versus Enron. You know, it has to be all capital. That's just official. After the Civil War, we sold all of our debt for $3 billion to the European dynasties. The Rockefellers, the Rothschilds. You wonder why we're not pure living in America, guns, sovereignty, patriotism. I don't know. It's wild how hard of a time the cabal of business will make it on you if you don't play along. So we'll go to Chapter 6. Now in the falling action, hospitality disrupted. Kemmons Wilson doing a history lesson. This guy is the Jebbia of the 1950s. He's a businessman. He's taken his family from Memphis, Tennessee to Washington to see all the landmarks. They're staying at the roadside motels. But while they're on the way there, his kids are screaming in the back, Are we there yet? He's formulating his own hotel chain in his head. He's going, It's going to be reliable. It's going to be comfortable. There's going to be one in all 400 major cities in the U.S. within a day's drive from each other. Like we said before, you got to brand it, get people in. Always stay at your chain. They arrive in Washington, D.C. He's charged extra for each kid staying in the room. He's going, then my hotel's supposed to be predictable. He turns on the TV in his room, and he sees Bing Crosby's movie on The Holiday Inn. Kemmons Wilson We'll later have a hotel by that name. Have you ever heard the um, Crazy Frog Bing Crosby remix? Bing, 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 cross, cross. Bing, 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 cross, cross, cross. Bing, 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 cross, cross. <laughs> You'll never in your life hear a Bing Crosby Crazy Frog joke again. A year later, outside of a highway that connects Memphis and Nashville, the first holiday in opens... By 1972, Holiday Inn would have 1,400 locations worldwide. Time called them the innkeepers of the world. (laughs) Usually takes a generation to build a dynasty. These guys did it within 20 years. Airbnb did it within 10. So, you know, the next iteration is going to be five year. Five years into Holiday Inn, a new challenger was approaching. 1957, it was J.W. Marriott popped up in Arlington. Hilton clamored with them when the uh, Eisenhower Highway System was being subsidized here. So they were paying for hotels, chains to, you know, it's why McDonald's exists at all the same junctions. Everything looks the same. If Airbnb was around at that time, you would just see it as a, like the cover art for the show as a fucking motel. Craigslist probably could have tried to make a move on it or couch surfing. It's just the thematic feeding frenzy we learned about that in uh liar's poker they stuff the turkey from time to time get your stuffing jebby and chesky they crashed the san francisco urban land institute annual conference and they didn't want competitors to coordinate an attack on them so they're looking at all the other people still kind of paranoid someone's going to run up on them but this signified to all their peers like the bigger guys hilton was there And they're going, all right, they're playing balls with the New York Senators. They'll play ball with all the other hotel chains as well. It's called market shares at that point. You're not really fighting for, only a certain amount of people are traveling. You're taking each other's business at a certain point. It's a zero-sum game. Everybody can succeed. (sighs) Motherfucker, we get swole in the gym. I'm coming for the top spot. If you're watching the whip clips, these biceps are getting insane. I registered these guns. The boys, they noticed in 2015 that the Austin, Texas numbers were down, which is weird for the tech bastion that it's become. 
10% drop. What, meanwhile, the rest of the company is doubling. The hotel commissions worked with Austin legislators to implement an extra tax on hotels without conference rooms. You know, the Conference Room Act of 1821. All innkeepers must have a conference room. It's all bullshit. They uh, aren't keeping close enough tabs. They hire more people and more experienced lawyers to fight this type of bullshit, and they got crafty back. They hire this one guy to stay in a tiny closet that they call their boardroom, and he's running, like, DoorDash errands across the town for... Airbnb customers, they're like, that's our conference room. Now we don't have to pay your tax. You just wasted <laughs> two weeks of taxpayer dollars trying to pass this stupid bill. And now nobody gets nothing. David Kong told them it'd be a mistake to continue to shake things up in Austin. They're getting threatened. By 2017, Chesky implemented a mobile concierge program in all of the cities. So he's learned how to get one step ahead of the bureaucrats now. Those guys are all 80. Can't be that hard. Chapter 7, Learning to Lead. 2016, Havana, Cuba. Obama down there trying to mend some relations with a handful of American entrepreneurs. He took down there, of course, Chesky. And he went, oh, I would just like to take a second to brag on Brian for the uh, champagne socialist tech elite. That Chesky is, this hit the jackpot, you know, Black Jesus, he's shouting him out, he called on Chesky, he's like, what was it, eight years, and uh, your company was evaluated at how much? No, no, don't don't be shy. 25 billion? No, no, say it louder, son. 25 billion dollars. I'm shaking my fist with a thumb on top. My fellow Cubans, this is one of many young American businessmen. Now, Malia would like to introduce our next keynote speaker crazy frog bing 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 cross cross they're in this middle phase of what's called the hockey stick growth where it's uh, over two to three years on average a company will double in the big growth phase and airbnb started in 2009 this speech was 2016 they're still doubling that's seven years it's unprecedented beat out the holiday in pitbull Hotel, motel, Holiday Inn. I wish I fucking wrote a song about Airbnb from Pitbull's perspective now. Dale, staying at the Airbnb. Gonna get charged the cleaning fee. Miss a worldwide. All Pitbull songs now sound ad-libbed. <laughs> John Donahue became a really close friend of the guys. This is the creator of eBay. Chesky didn't mesh well with the other people Obama set him up with. <laughs> he said they introduced him to Zuckerberg. It's a couple of lax bros from Long Island being introduced to a thieving Harvard robot. These guys aren't going to get along. <laughs> They're going to dunk his head in the toilet. Zuckbot, you like that? That's why he has PTSD when he drinks water. Disney, uh, Bob Iger, he starts giving them pointers on management. They do retreats together. He gave them uh, CEO discount rates. All of the Disney people are now incestual there. <laughs> This was probably the most interesting part of the book for me, at least. My dick rose for the vagina yeast. The ex-CIA director, George Tenet, was assigned to Chesky as a cultural advisor. Yes, this is real. People say, Hollywood, there are handlers. You get assigned a cultural advisor if you're going to be as big as Twitter. Jack Dorsey can cancel the president. He has more power than the leader of the free world. 
<laughs> yes, he has a cultural advisor at the CIA. And uh, I already lost people if you don't look into people conspiring to fuck you over. Tenet. Did anybody see that movie last year? We're going deep. Let's take it back to the fucking druids. Tenet squares are like these 25-word palindromes. Because spell it out. T-E-N-E-T. Now backwards. T-E-N-E-T. And the movie is about if you can feel the future coming towards you, then you can make it happen. You could feel the bullet coming back towards And there's these scenes in it that mimic the Brussels airport explosion. You guys got to see this movie. It's a Christopher Nolan. He directed Interstellar, Inception. This guy hides the truth in all of his movies. They, they fucking put it right in front of you. CIA. This guy's got a fucking cultural influence. George Tenet is in charge of our Airbnbs. As above, so below. It's all the same, and I am crazy now for the rest of the episode. Nobody else made it 40, 50 minutes in if you're not trying to learn <laughs> about Airbnb's ties to the lizard Illuminati overlords. Wrapping up the chapter, Jebia was mentioned less and less towards the end of the book. He's less hyper-regimented than Chesky. That guy's the true workaholic. He had the idea from the beginning. Maybe Jebia was just his minion one of his like these business people always have their little right hand man these guys are learning to lead getting shouted out by obama almost mainstream in 2016 let's go to our final chapter chapter eight what's next i only got sink water today i'm drinking my fluoride so what's next for airbnb how are they going to take this into the 2020s Great Depression 2.0. They say trip beyond accommodations are going to be the next big thing. Harvesting your data and then creating the best tailored excursions for you when you're visiting a certain city. You went to Bubba Grump Shrimp? Well, your next vacation will be to the Mall of America. They got really creepy with how much data they trade with other corporations. They're saying the future of leadership because again they need to keep on breeding all these property managers they have the airbnb outing which is an annual three-day retreat it's like a mashup of ted talks hardo networking people woodstock hippies ew just smelly tech people reliant on bidets and having to poop in holes for a week doesn't sound great 2015 paris outing was cut short by some terrorist attacks this pisses me off. Why are they calling it an outing? It's not even like a sport event. And your entire business is ends. <laughs> 2016 that uh, took place in LA in the middle of November. They ran a mock meeting to launch Airbnb 2.0. They're just trying to aggregate business ideas for free <laughs> from their people. You know, pay, come pay to do this retreat and now give us ideas that we're not going to pay you for. The deeper sense was, uh, you know, teaching people to rejuvenate your managers and you have to re-brainwash otherwise your brain will get crusty with human ideas and skeptical thought you can't be having that you have to have the be flattened out be one with the masses you see managers you work at a coffee shop they go to the starbucks retreat they come back me and howard schultz are gonna change america everybody is a robot on a conveyor belt these things work it's pretty crazy. I mean, these like uh, <laughs> political positions are made for child rapists. You have to be able to be blackmailed. Management positions are made for power freaks. 
Chesky's newest goal is making Airbnb a tier one tech company. We're going to be up there with the likes of Apple, Google, Facebook. Travel isn't part of the New World Order plan. You know, they subsidize your hot mic, your iPhone, because they could spy on you. They subsidize evil search engines, Google, so they know what you think, and subsidize Facebook so they know your social network. You're not allowed to have a car by 2030 based on Agenda 2030, the Green New Deal. They're saying you're not allowed to have anything. And this guy's going, yes, we're going to be as big as Facebook. Their CIA handler, George Tenet, he's got them kneecapped like the government mafia. They can only grow to a certain size. Do you think Airbnb, let's get Kurt at the end here, could really get mainstream success? You don't see, like, the Kardashians fucking staying out. There was that Pam Anderson staying in Cosmozell. You gotta have this a Kardashian culture. We won't do anything on our own unless TV, our favorite figures, tell us to. I don't think at this point of lack of individuality, people would continue this into the future forever. Especially if travel keeps going downhill. I don't know. I don't want to be a big stink towards the end. Supposed to be positive. The future of Airbnb, it's pretty good thing for now. The Facebook marketplace is also the black market of friggin' what was the other one I had? I don't want to be looking through my notes right now, but Flixbus, there's like super cheap ways that you could always stay ahead of the curve. TripAdvisor, Kayak.com aggregators, it takes all of those ones and puts it together, gives you the lowest price. If you're searching, even Airbnb too, like I just said, they have your cookies. Another Nick's Nonfiction recommendation, make sure you go on private browsing every time, especially if you're going on Google Flights too. They jack it up if you go back and look at the same tickets. Just trying to help you out here. We're getting educated. We're learning about George Tenet. Some of the original users claim that the platform has grown to a point of unrecognizability. Looks different than when I first looked at Airbnb. I stayed at a hostel in Montreal when I was in college. Dude... No virus. People were, I had sex in a gazebo, man. We drank white sangria. I didn't even know that was a thing. Smoked a joint in a park in front of police officers. They don't care. Canada. Saw that big old Duomo. Played piano on top of a hill outside of Montreal. Great city. Fun to travel. Hope that's not gone forever. Airbnb hopefully doesn't start censoring. You know, they can ban you forever. Uh... Again, stay ahead of the curve. Always have your Rolodex of travel opportunities. Because what's next? You can't let that only be up to Mr. Chesky. I like a free market of ideas. I've been watching on YouTube. I'll give you one more recommendation before we bounce today. Vagrant Holiday. This guy is a legend. A lot of times we forget what we came to the platform for. YouTube, this is cinematic content this guy spends one thousand dollars max and he stays in europe he's done japan for 45 days only on a thousand dollars he's vagrant he just like camps out it's wild stuff but this is he's very dry humor he meets girls it's a great time this is like the content i want to be making five years from now i'm saying we're doing the vanarchy tour can't be relying on airbnb you're gonna be a vagrant holiday a lot of these good adventurers out there this is like the new generation of um, counterculture. Fucking, we read about Jack Kerouac's insufferable gang of beatniks, Carlo Marx. Everything is sad with the Denver doldrums. 
It's going to be me and Stobe the Hobo riding the rails for the next 10 years <laughs> when the overlords turn off the internet. Travel program. Man, I mean, at least airfare is down now. Talk about coronavirus cop-outs. If they don't like your MAGA hat, they can rescind your ability to travel American Air forever. <laughs> the future of business. What's next? Chesky actually said to end it, in all facets of life, the surprise is better than knowing what is in store. He said, if I knew what was in store, the work that it would have taken to start Airbnb, I would have never done it. He's like, I couldn't imagine having lost all my hair by this age, having to ask Elon Musk for the back channels of hair regrowth people. Bet Jeff Bezos was going to have a full head of hair in the next couple of years. Isn't that wild to hear? This is a billionaire talking to you, and he's like, don't follow your dreams, kids. <laughs> no, he's going, the fun is in the surprise. The best kind of prize is a sir. He's telling you to take the leap. It's a true calculated risk if you're in a business there. 70% <laughs> failure rate. If you don't land on the moon, you will fall into a volcano. There's always uh, vacant rooms in hotel heaven. How did we start? Hotel California. Last thing I remember, I was running for the door. I had to find the passage back to the Airbnb where I bang whores. <laughs> Relax, said the nightman. We're all programmed to receive. You can check out any time you like, but you can never leave. I got nothing. That is the Airbnb story by L.E. Gallagher. Comment your travel stories underneath. We've been having great people comment amazing stories. Jailbirds, world travelers, bookworms. Chime in, everybody. Check out the Patreon page. We just had a really funny episode about jobs for March. Next month, we're getting bourgeoisie versus the swoletariats. We're talking about lifting. Definitely get on the Patreon page. Live camera, two-camera show. It's a fun time. And next week... We have Super Crunchers. This is a AI book. We're going even more theoretical, talking about the algorithms that will be making our decisions for us. Ian Ayers is an economist. He's saying, are recommendations more powerful than we think? How much do you abide to Netflix's suggestions or Amazon's you should read this? Why did computers only recommend that the Da Vinci Code had 30% chance to succeed? It's a fucking world class. You cannot always rely on computers. Data is not always right. We are getting down to the bigger picture of what it means to fully delegate your autonomy to a machine. Similar themes for the year. Always keeping it fresh. That was a fun one. Airbnb story. Tell me about how you destroyed a toilet at a hotel party and another kid got fined for it. That's my friend. That would never happen to your host here. Nick Munez signing off. See you guys next week. Later.